What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, as always, Cody Owen, sitting down with my wonderful co-host, Robert Chapa. We are going to be talking today about huge marketing mistakes that we see lawn care businesses making all the time. These are the things that we're like trying to get clients to clean up or we're being hired to fix for clients. All of the things we see that are breaking people's marketing funnel and letting customers and profits escape. So Robert, let's just, let's dive right in, man. Let's get into it, bro. Number one, we're talking about targeting the wrong people or not knowing your ideal client. And Cody, you touched a lot on this on the YouTube video, which we'll link below. Mm -hmm. But a good point to start with is... We'll figure out who your ideal client is. You might have one. I assume if you've had a business for at least a season, you have an ideal client already. They're chill. They have no problems. They want upsells and they have no problem paying yeah. for the upsell. That's the person you want to target. So figure out, okay, where does this person live? I assume they're a little bit more affluent. Okay. Where does people congregate? What kind of issues are they having? These are probably not people who are looking for a lawn care service. They probably already have one, but they can always use a better one. They might have problems with theirs. They're not mm -hmm. dependable. They're never on time. It. They don't like the look of the business. It doesn't look good in front of the house. And you're probably all of those things they want. And then that's where you come into play. So like, let's say you're advertising your wordage. It's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be, Hey, tired of mowing your lawn. Like they don't mow their lawn. So you're going to come at the angle of, Hey, do you want, are you looking for a reliable service, a dependable service, professional guys, clean cut guys. We always have a smile on their face. You don't have an issue. You feel comfortable with them at your house. Hey, they take a picture let you know that the service is done. I kind of went in on that Cody. You got anything else to say on uh, the yeah. ideal client? What I was going to say is, you know, we use this language of the ideal client all the time. And I feel like I've explained it really well in, in several of our YouTube videos. But in, so in case you haven't seen any of those videos, what, what, what I mean by ideal client is when I say your best client, the person who comes top of mind, when I say that, that is your ideal client. So then what you want to do from there is think about, you know, who they are, what their interests are, where they live is going to be really key. What I would tell you is think about your two to three best clients and then figure out like they're probably not outliers for their neighborhood, right? Usually people of similar socioeconomic status live in the same neighborhoods. You know, the, the mortgage brokers keep people of, you know, similar means in the same neighborhood. That's how it works. So what you want to do is then dominate that neighborhood. When you are able to focus your marketing budget and we're, I'm sure we're getting to this later on in the podcast, but you want to focus your marketing budget, not like, you know, all over the place, uh, where it's really diffuse and everybody sees you once or twice. You want the right hundred people to see you seven, eight, nine, ten times when they're thinking about making a buying decision, you want to hit them in the pain points of last year with their previous company. Just like Robert was saying, you know, they send guys on a willy nilly basis. They take forever to do, they leave clippings. They, the truck looks like shit in front of your house. All of those things you want to lean into all of those pain points that those people care about that you address, right? You can't sell them on 
your truck looks good. And then you show up in a truck that hasn't been washed in three years, but you have to address the pain points, but lean into them in your marketing. People who are paying for every upsell for curb appeal care about what's parked in front of their house for an hour every week. As stupid as that is, they care about it. And that segues us into the next point of undercharging. Like these people are not looking for a deal. They know how that works. And people who are looking for a deal, yeah, you're going to get They're terrible clients. Terrible, dude. Always going to have a problem. Going to call you about everything. So you end up going back. It's more man hours. You just end up wasting so much time. And not only that, it just holds your business back. You just can't, then you can't afford to have great ways because you can't afford to pay them enough. And Jacob Godar of Scooters Lawn Care, he says so much mm-hmm. about this. Like, it's not about offering the cheapest price. Like, you should take pride in that. Like, no, we don't play that game because it's, we just yeah. can't run a business. Do, like that. do you want to be great value or do you want to be a luxury brand? Like, If you want to, you're not going to make it up in volume, right? Everybody thinks that they can do this. I've done this in my own business. Everyone believes that you can make it up in volume. And it is so much more valuable to have the kind of clients who are like, you're a professional. I trust you. I want these things done. Make it happen. That is so much better than the client who on every upsell, you know, even if they buy, they're going to waste an hour of your time wanting to negotiate it down and all of this obnoxious stuff. And they're like, well, what if you threw in this for free? And then you've got like a complicated thing where you're going to end up billing them wrong. And then you're going to have to deal with that. Like you want easy to work with clients. I have straight up told people, Hey, I don't think we're going to be a good fit because I've gotten this kind of vibe in, in the talks with them for quotes for our services, where it's just like, this isn't going to work. So you want to sell to your ideal client who lives in the ideal place, who asks the right questions and does the right things. And at the end of the day, your business will be more profitable because you're focusing your budget on the right people. And these, these people who you're just, that's the cheapskates and you're just cutting their grass. These are the same people who are going to ask you, Hey, why isn't my lawn green? When all you do is cut their grass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to complain about the way their lawn looks, regardless of how good a job you do. Like, that's the thing to know about people who are always like yelling at you about price is that they're also going to be yelling at you about, oh, well, this doesn't look quite right. And, you know, all sorts of other like BS that you don't want to have to deal with. Like people who come and kick tires. My, my grandfather flipped cars his entire life. And he always told me that people who are like fixing to come back or they come and want to kick tires and all that, he would just tell them to leave. He'd be like, no, we're done. (laughs) This isn't (laughs) happening because like, there's no reason to waste your time with that kind of customer. Like don't upset them to the point that they write a negative review or whatever, but don't get into competing on price. I need to get back to the point Robert brought up the, the undercharging because your pricing is part of your brand message. You are either communicating that we're, we're Walmart, we're great value, we're going to do a mediocre job for a substandard price, or you're communicating, we're going to do fantastic work. Your lawn is going to look incredible when we're done. We're here to maintain, we're here to do weed and fur, we're trimming bushes, we're laying out the mulch, your home will look perfect, or you're communicating that this is like off-brand macaroni and cheese. 
And so yeah. you have to choose what you want to be. And I think you should choose to be the premium provider in your market. Yes, Cody. And, and then you just brought us into the next section of Hey, real quick, I want to I want to tell people to listen to. I talked to Brian Fullerton about raising your prices on our YouTube channel not that long ago. It's probably in the podcast feed as well, but it was super helpful. He talked about the idea that like the luxury profits that everybody wants from their business is in luxury goods. You cannot get luxury profits out of being Walmart. Dude, he dropped he dropped gems in that in that episode. That was really really solid. Yeah, and like yeah, I it was said, good stuff. That that pricing ties into it ties into your branding. It ties into how you look, and that's another mistake lawn care companies make is not really caring about how they look. The maybe the truck yeah. has like you said we mentioned before like an old magnet on it that's been sunburnt. I mean, if you see trucks that are wrapped, I mean, they just look so sick. And of course, it's going to take yeah. a little bit of time. You may have to save up a little bit, but that's okay. But if you can wrap that truck, keep the truck looking nice. It doesn't need to be a brand new truck. It just needs to look good. And your employees- Yeah, just maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks so much better in front of their house. And they have no problem. You know, the neighbors want you there and they know who you yeah. are. Yeah. The big thing that I would say is to make sure, especially during the busy season, that part of your closing for the day activity is spraying off the trucks, like a light pressure wash spray just to get any, you know, if they've kicked up grass or mud onto the trucks. And then I think you could probably get away with washing everything once a week. Like maybe that's you go up on a Saturday and do that, or you have an employee that goes up on a Saturday and does it when people aren't working. I just, it's going to really contribute to communicating that you are a premium provider, like if your trucks are always spotless. So I would just really try to lean on that. Make sure guys are wearing uniforms that look nice. If if partway through the season, you're noticing that people's uniforms are starting to get, you know how you can get like the sweat stains in a shirt or they're just starting to fade or the graphics are starting to crack, then it's probably worth replacing them. Um, you know, you just, you want to always look as good as possible for your customers. And if you're not leaning into that, like this is all part of building a premium brand. It's, it's going to cost a little bit to maintain that brand. It's just like Chick-fil-A, Cody. Chick-fil-A is really not, it's more, uh, it's a little bit more expensive than other fast food, but it's still fast food. And they, people always look nice at Chick-fil-A, right? They got the khaki pants on, the collar, and they're around grease and stuff all day and they look great. Yeah. Yeah. This next section, Cody, is not running offers or if you're running an offer for your lawn care business, you're not getting the messaging right and you don't, it's not, you're not creating urgency in your business. Yeah. So could you touch on that, Cody? Expand on that? Yeah, for sure. So when you are trying to get people to go with you right now, so you have customers will be in a like shopping mindset and they're going to want to get a quote from, you know, maybe two or three providers just to feel like they did their due diligence. Even if they're not a picky person, they might just want to feel like they did their due diligence. Our goal is to get them to take that next piece of action as quickly as possible to get this checked off their to-do list because that's ultimately what they want. They want the satisfaction of like, okay, the lawn is taken care of for the year now. So, the way you can do this is to run an offer 
And this is not necessarily competing on price because your price is still your price. You are just, this is part of your customer acquisition cost, right? So this is a marketing cost that you're building in by having some sort of promo. And that is a built-in cost. And it's something you're deciding that you're willing to spend in advance. It is not negotiating with the customer, right? So this is a little bit different than the undercharging we were talking about because you are choosing this and factoring it into the cost of acquiring this customer for the business. So doing something like your third visit is free or there's a certain percentage off for the first month to get people to act now. Now, just having an offer isn't enough to get people to act now. You need to, like Robert said, put some urgency behind it. And what that looks like is a deadline, right? So they get this quote and you tell them like, hey, if you sign up in the next seven days, that's usually what I, I like to tell people, give them at least seven days to make the decision. No one likes feeling like the used car salesman has them like, you know, they've kept you after closing, your kids are hungry and they're just like, trying to get you to commit to buy the extended warranty and gap protection. Like no one likes that feeling of being held hostage. So don't do that, but give them a deadline because that presses them. They know like I need to take action by this date and it can have the same effect as the hostage situation without any of the feelings of the hostage situation, which is the best way to do your marketing. This also goes back to, okay, now that you have these leads and you're, or you have these offers and you have this urgency, you need to make sure that you're following up with anybody yeah. who's even showing a little bit of interest or at least requested an estimate from you. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, and let's talk, let's talk the follow up before they become a lead, because I think that's also pretty overlooked by guys in our space. So that is your retargeting ads. Right. So if you are running some form of digital ad and you have the so you can retarget anyone who interacts with the ad in some way, but doesn't request a quote, you want to do that for sure. But then you also want to have the Facebook Pixel and Google Analytics installed on your website so that you can retarget your digital ads to anyone that hits the website, but regardless of how they ended up there. Maybe they saw a truck and they Googled your name and that's how they got to the website. We want to make sure that then we're following up with those people, right? Those aren't even people whose information you really have. You just know that they saw an ad and you can, you know, go after them a little harder now that they've shown some interest in your product. But then Robert is a hundred percent right here. I'll let you talk about some of the follow-up after they've requested a quote, because that is also another place where people drop the ball. After they request a quote, you can do something as simple as, create a like a welcome email series in your business so it's like say so you have five emails mm -hmm. and so you got their email now they haven't bitten just yet and so now you can send off maybe have a sequence five days in a row or you know break it up a little bit but you can tell them yeah, i'd like to real quick i want to make a suggestion to yeah. anyone watching this if you want to see what professional marketers making one of these campaigns looks like Go to our website right now, lightspeedsocialagency.com, fill out the contact us form on the homepage, and you will see what a really robust email follow-up campaign for getting a quote looks like. So this will walk you through and you feel free to copy any of it. Like I give anybody any permission they want to take our emails and do whatever with them. You know, obviously you'll have to change up a lot of the language because it's not about your lawn. It's about your lawn care business, but 
You can copy the cadence, do whatever you want. I'll show you under the hood. If you want to send me an email, once you start getting those, you just reply to anything there. It goes to my inbox and I'll show you under the hood of the automation, whatever you want to see. That's a really solid point, Cody. I, it's like it's automated, so I forgot about it. And that's exactly the same <laughs> scenario you're, you're going to be in. Once you make it, you're going to even forget that you made it, but you're going to have leads coming in, which is sweet. And you don't have yeah. to do the work, just the upfront work of automating it. Um, but another thing, Cody, I want to mention is I've had this conversation pretty recently with uh, with one of our clients, and we were going to we were doing an email campaign. And he said, "I said, let's do a five email campaign." And he goes, no, I just want to do three. I said, I said, dude, like, and I talked to him on the phone. I said, it's, we cannot just do five. Like there's, it's pointless to do just three. You might as well make those two touch points because he says, well, I don't want to bug them. I said, if they're not going to bug them. Yeah. If, if they're going to unsubscribe from you, they, they're going to do that anyways. They were not going to be a client anyways. Like they're not. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It's like, well, and just, they're going to miss some of the emails. They're going right. to miss it. And that's this is, I told it is not like a missed call on their phone where they're definitely going to see it. Mm-hmm. This is in their inbox. You know, one or two of your emails might have landed in their promotions tab. They, and they had a hundred that day and they cleared them all out. And two of them might hit their actual inbox. So, yeah, I mean, you'll see the, the follow up campaign that we do. I don't remember how many emails it is because we worked on it late last year, but I, I think it's like 18 or 19. Like we don't stop. We're annoying. And that's the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You want to have the best chance possible of being in front of them when they are feeling like, oh, damn it, I need to do that. I forgot to do that. So if you are sending more emails to them, don't go like absolutely insane. Don't fire off a hundred emails in three days to them. But you know, three to five emails a week is not going to upset anyone. And if it does, they're crazy. Like, who cares? Yeah. They're going to be a bad client because they're going to be that anal about their lawn too. Exactly. And I've always say, you get three emails from LinkedIn a day, five from Facebook a day. It's nothing to drop. Yeah. Next thing we want to get into, Cody, is not having a website that captures leads for you. And yeah, this also ties into like, this is multiple things going in on your website. First of all, you should have an easy and quick to find quote form. But even more than that, if you have the, if you're holding their hand and sending them somewhere, you want to have a dedicated landing page for them. So you're not just dropping them on the homepage of your website. And again, you're creating friction. They got to click the button now. And you'd be surprised of how many people don't want to do that. But what ties in- For people who are familiar with like Russell Brunson, the, the ClickFunnels guy, this is your squeeze page. When you are spending money to get in front of someone, don't drop them at a random place on your website. That's for anyone who wants to show themselves around. Drop them on a purpose-built page for the campaign you are running. So you want to drop them on this page. You want to have sales copy there. You want to have an obvious next step that is filling out the quote form right there above the fold, big orange button, like slapping you in the face. Hey, dummy, this is the next step of action to take. And then if they want to scroll on the page and see a picture of you and your dog or you and your family and learn a little bit more about the business and just get like pushed over the edge to purchase, that's what this page is for. But no obvious way to leave the page is is the best way to do this. I, I really recommend 
reading some of Russell Brunson's books. I'll have a link in the description to some on Amazon where you can pick them up. Um, but really, really think about where you're se- you're paying for this traffic. Think about where you're sending it. And when on your website too, Cody, is the testimonials. You gotta have yeah. You gotta have them. And I know if, if you just start your business, hey, how about you mow your mother-in-law's lawn or something that doesn't share the same last name as you you've mentioned yes that's a test i was i was just about he took it out of my mouth get three or five of those just to where it fills out that you know on your website it's filled out and it just looks so good and that's like word of mouth right there and people love to see that they kind of have to see that honestly we've got an interview coming up that i'm really excited about with philworks labs that does this really cool combination of like logging your work for SEO purposes on a map plugin on your website, but then it can also link Google reviews and photos to those instances of work. And it is so cool to have your reviews pop up in that way where people can see, Oh, someone in my neighborhood gave them five stars. Like here's a picture of the work they did in my neighborhood. So I'm really excited for that interview. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's, oh yeah, that's ridiculous, Cody. I'm going to link it in so people can check it out below and they'll be like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this before. They'll think it's awesome. Next section is spending too much effort on social media. This kind of goes hand in hand with the the next thing because this is spending too much time on organic social media to the exclusion of your paid ads. Look, you can spend as much time as you want posting on your company Instagram, company Facebook page, you know, whatever, if the number goes up and that makes you feel good, you know, I know exactly that ego boost and that's great. But ultimately organic is only going to serve you so much. All of the platforms have become pay to play. You know, it's really hard to break through with organic content now. So absolutely be posting three to five times a week after you've taken care of everything else we've talked about here. And then the, the most important thing that you can be doing marketing wise to grow your business is putting a focus on digital ads. And that might look like working with us to do your Facebook and Instagram campaigns. That's where I recommend people get their feet wet in the digital ad space because it, it plays into targeting your ads really intently on the places you want to work. So where your ideal clients live, like we were talking about at the top of the episode, then what you're able to do From there, once you have a good base of doing that and getting that brand awareness in your market, and when I say your market there, I mean the neighborhood that you want to work in, the two to three neighborhoods, the four to five neighborhoods, whatever that looks like for you, however many routes you want to build out, then you can start getting into more expensive options like AdWords. uh, It's just called Google Ads now, but most people know it as AdWords from back in the day. But that's a little broader targeting but it is a much hotter marketplace. Like no one's getting on Facebook and searching lawn care in my area like they are on Google. So you're gonna get warmer results, but they're more expensive. Every platform is a trade-off. We are you know, obviously always watching for new options. I'm just waiting for that average age on TikTok to creep up high enough that it's worth it for lawn care businesses to advertise over there. We have tested out Spotify ads and we are saying, don't do it, don't do it. Uh, And then I have, I looked really deeply into Hulu's ad platform to see if we could start getting into video ads on Hulu. And at first they were really choosy about who they let in. And then they decided they wanted to make money. So they started letting anyone in. And from there, I started looking into, okay, who's the audience that's getting served these ads? 
And there's like only two network shows left on Hulu that get served ads regardless of your subscription tier. And then anyone else that's getting the ads is doing the like ad supported Hulu, which is, you know, the same thing we ran into ran into with Spotify, where like anyone who's using the free version of this is probably not a premium customer. So I don't think that like Spotify or Hulu are the move. I don't know that they'll ever be the move. What I am very excited about is the Apple ads platform. We talked about the future of advertising a while back on the podcast, but I'm really excited to see what Apple is going to introduce with their new ad platforms. There's going to be options in Maps, which will be a good option to market things and then elsewhere within the iOS ecosystem. So we are, you know, ear to the ground, carefully monitoring that for the next thing. But right now, the best place to be is Facebook and Instagram. And then I would put Google ads just right behind that just because of how expensive it's gotten. Man, sometimes I watch like really old Google ad stuff where people are talking about getting clicks for like two and three cents. And I'm like, oh man, it's gone. It's gone forever. But yeah, so... Hopefully you learned something from this video. If you are still hanging around here all the way at the, the very end, I really think that you probably want to give us a like on the video. You hung around for this whole time. Make sure that you are subscribed if you're not subscribed already. And if you are listening to us in the truck or on the mower, please, when, you, uh, when you're at a safe place, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. It helps spread the word. And until next week. Curl your business at light speed.